What's up, everybody? We're episode three of Nifty Nomads. It's Ben and Miles, and we're taking you on a quest. What's going on, Miles? What's happening, brother? <laughs> what is up? Oh, man, I heard a, a crazy pop there. <laughs> it was like, whoa, all right. Everyone is tuning me for in. A second, man. We switched platforms this week, so you're just hearing us on our trials and tribulations of getting this podcast off the ground. It's really exciting stuff. What's going, what's going on, Ben? How is... How's the NFT land treating you? Oh, man, <laughs> it's been pretty slow and low, to be honest. NFTs have been in a, a weird state for the past few weeks, and we've been kind of watching it from the outside. But I guess there's a lot of things happening in the world. So it seems like these NFT communities are kind of taking a backseat and chilling, and a lot of the floor prices are getting lowered. I guess, and some people who don't really see the launch of the NFTs might be like, oh, my God, the bubbles popped, it's over. But we don't think like that. We're in the background still grinding and hustling, but it's just kind of weird for the, for, like, this is the first time since fallen NFTs I've been seeing things really kind of just quieting down a little bit. It's got you thinking, like, how shook are you? The, the spectrum of how afraid am I of, of what's happening in this market right now? The old heads are probably like, eh, 2018 crypto, it's fine. I lived through that. New people are probably just dumping all their NFTs. Like, I'm out of this space. I can't handle it. At the end of the day, <laughs> people are excited making a lot of money because they're in like the, the prime of the market. But with anything crypto or blockchain, there's going to be a crash. There's going to be market corrections. So it's just a matter of whether you're somebody who's going to be in it and, and stick around or if you're like, all right, this is too much for me, I'm bouncing. So I think that's, this is kind of the line in the sand where people decide whether you're really part of the community or you're like, oh, I was just starting to make a quick buck, but I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, what's even funnier is I know, obviously, uh, crypto is a, a worldwide experience here, but here in the U.S., we are all running away from the April 17th deadline of tax season. Oh my God. I, our tax season, the fact that our taxes are affecting the world because you know so many people are like liquidating, selling off. And then you're just like, oh yeah, I'm sure someone in like Bermuda's, what the hell's going on, man? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, you put a damper in my morning because I was just forgetting <laughs> about taxes. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it. But you just made it so real for me. Like, oh wait, that's coming up. I actually have to do something soon <laughs> with the nfts and all that like i guess i'm gonna have to consult some professionals but it's hard because like who's a professional it's all new to everyone <laughs> oh man uh, i have to say i haven't seen this many people scared of the tax man in a, in a really long time so this is a fun since i learned how to do taxes actually this is this is the last time this came up so much yeah exactly it's all right there are there are tools out there where um they like automatically if you're tr into tr like crypto trading they can load all your trades and stuff and do the, the the documentation for you and then at worst you'd end up having to go through your metamask or whatever wallet and like looking at every detail and just putting all that down it's more tedious than anything but it's definitely doable good luck to everyone out there <laughs> if you've been really messing around in the space this sucks yeah maybe we should like next week like bring out like a tax expert or something like maybe that would be helpful <laughs> yeah, There's you know thought. what? We're gonna get our tax guy. We'll get our tax guy up in up in the podcast, and he'll tell you all. We just run. We're just like, hey, welcome. We're introducing our new guest, and it's just like some sixteen year old in his mom's basement, just like I'm gonna teach y'all about crypto taxes today. We're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, crypto mom. Also, crypto tax mom. Exactly. 
Also, uh, just speaking about what's happened in the World Web 3, uh, some shit went down with the Ty Lopez last week. I, w- I wanted to hear your take on that and kind of what happened. Because oh my God. It was a little exposure of, of someone who's just trying to make a buck in the space and everyone just shutting it down. So what happened there, Miles? <laughs> it was, oh my God. Did you catch a lot of that when it when it first happened? I was mostly I think it head down. Like a week. Yeah, I think you are more on top of it than I am, but I kind of know the general <laughs> idea. I'm just like, everyone shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so good in the sense of like, I mean, I feel kind of bad that I enjoyed it so much, but at the same time, you know, it's just funny because it's someone who he, again, actually we brought it up in our, one of our last episodes of the whole e-com boom and Facebook ads, like they had that era. And Ty Lopez is one of the people that won big, you know, he started, if everyone's seen that one ad where he has his Ferrari or his Lambo in his garage or whatever, and he's like one book or like something like that. You know, it's one (laughs) of those weird ads that everyone saw if you were on Facebook and Facebook ads like popped off after that. And he made a lot of money. I remember being in that space and Ty Lopez was one of the kings of that era right there. And then seeing him and he comes in and what did he try to do? What was his offering? This is going to also, for everyone listening, this is going to segue to what we talked about today around like product and utility and value for your NFT. So this is a great segue, but I want to hear what happened with time, what his actual offering was. That was such a downfall. It was like, if you want to shadow Ty in person at his office, the price is 45 ETH. If you want a private jet trip with him for, for 30 ETH. What an ego. Like, what a fucking uh, ego. <laughs> it's so insane. And then it, it's good to see that, like, in a lot of places that probably could have worked with it, you know, there's a lot of money, money makes money. And like, it just happens that crypto was complete shut down and just, was just, no, we're like, we're not, I mean, we're all money driven in a lot of ways, at least in this space, but it was just, no, this is a clear cash grab and we're, we're not here for it. And I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anyone who's actually for it yet, but I mean, maybe there is someone, maybe there's like one person who's like, oh my God. Yeah. This is, this is genius. It spends a hundred ETH just to go hang out with Ty for a day and then it's broke. Yeah. <laughs> but bro, 30 ETH for his WhatsApp. Leave for real? <laughs> all right. Yeah. So what, all right. Then for the people listening, just so everyone can avoid this kind of shit, like Gary Vaynerchuk did something similar, but his to me was authentic and like not a ripoff, just a money grab. He actually was there for the community. So what would you say is what Gary did right that time totally missed the mark off? I think one being a part of the space, just jumping in and then, Hey guys, I'm doing this project three weeks. I'm going to charge you 30 ETH to hang out with me. It's kind of like you haven't given anything into the space. You haven't really given any value. You're not one of us per se, or whatever, like whatever that feels like. It doesn't feel like that. And then in a space where cash grabs are so apparent and so abundant, it's kind of like almost an insult to just kind of come in and say, I'm worth all this money to you guys. And I just got here. And Gary, on the other hand, he's, he gives offerings to similar kind of ideas where it's like, okay, his product is more, you want to take it to VCon. You know, we're all, we're still all about events. Like we still want to do things. Right. That's cool. I guarantee you it's, it wasn't 30 ETH for a ticket. No, to what was the mid price of VFriends? Do you remember? Bro, VFriends at first was hella cheap. I mean, right, now, mid- you know. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely nothing crazy. And Gary committed himself to the space. What is it? Is it mid? 
0.5, I think. From what I'm seeing yeah. here is 0.5, which is like super reasonable. You go to VCon and a lot of his NFTs, depending on the one you got also, like you get to go garage sale with Gary and all this stuff. Fun little perks, but he's not like, oh, for that one, you have to pay me 30 ETH. He did it in a way where he's like, I really believe in the NFT space. I'm supporting all these products out here. I want to build a community of my own as well. And I personally yeah. haven't seen Ty Lopez at all since following this space. Like, and I made mean, I'm pretty deep in it. So I think I would have seen some stuff like at this point. So to just think that he's been doing something in the background. It, yeah, it just, it's an obvious one. Um, I, I did jump into that Discord when he first jumped on and I was in there checking it out. He bought a board ape and said he's giving it away. And I was kind of like, uh, but I'm personally not into the keep doing all these giveaways and maybe you'll get a board ape. I, I'm sure that brings in a lot of people. I get the marketing aspect to it and uh, the attraction for a lot of people. That's a, That's a big thing. But personally, I was just like, this isn't one that I'm, I'm going to invest in regardless of what the lotto is. It's not sustainable value. It's like a chance to win for one person to win one NFT. So it's not really sustainable for the yeah. whole community. I think this is a great segue for us actually diving into like product value and utility for NFT products has got to go into our radar picture of like helping people figure out how to get a product off the ground and empower web entrepreneurship. There's got to be something behind it. And that was just a great example we talked about of kind of just going in for the cash grabbing and getting shit on by the whole community, which is what you don't want. And you want to actually have a, a mindset of service and value. And that's kind of the products that I always see winning in this space. So kind of with that, I want to ask you a pretty broad question is like for someone looking to create a project in space or do something, how, how do they figure out what the utility of their product is? Maybe they haven't done a business before, don't necessarily know about value ladders and stuff. How do they just kind of pick what their utility is or look into their options for that? It, it's tough. A lot of it, first and foremost, starts off with what do you do? What are you good at? What's your talent? What's your success here? It, it depends on who's on your team. If it's two or three guys, are you, are you into DeFi? Do you have developers that you can build? It's more of a passion thing that kind of starts you off onto where you can go and it you kind of just build from there. There's a lot of things that we can do. You and I, particularly, we, we have a lot in events. Right. We have a lot of experience in events. We love virtual and physical events. So that's something that we, we want to bring to other people because we enjoy it. But also on the other end, we just like building teams, building projects and, and businesses. That's something that we also enjoy. So our utility, when we think about it is it's kind of simple in the sense of what can you really offer? Other than if it's a game, it's pretty clear. If it's an art, right. art's a little, now we're moving to the point where you need a lot more than just art. If it's a profile pick, it has to be really dope. And at that point, you just need amazing artists and you know, th that's the community. But yeah, I think if it's going to be art, it's probably yeah. better off just being like maybe 20 to 50 NFTs of dope, you need art. Like if you're trying to do like a 10,000 piece generative collection, that's just about art, I think art focus could be on a, a smaller supply and more like one of one actually hand created things. Right. And, and to mm -hmm. your point, it really does go back to what is your why for this utility should tie directly into your why for this whole business. A lot of other things we've been figuring out back and forth, like over the past few months, but our why has always been clear and it's to empower web the entrepreneurship and really help people create in the space. And then we think about what skill sets we have and how we can help enable that. Like you said, we'll get an event so that could be 
a way we bring people together and facilitate these connections. And then other things that we're kind of working on, which we'll touch on a little bit later is around a bounty board and actually facilitating real connections of finding out what people's needs are for projects and then finding out who has that skill set and then making those connections. So it's just kind of like, I would say the first step of all of it is just really remembering why you're doing this and not just trying to be like, let me pick the utility that I think is popular right now or whatever, because you can do something totally unique and, and new to the space. If you're passionate about it, you're good at it, it ties to your why and, and there's need for it. Right. So I think just remembering yeah. why you're doing this in the first place helps you kind of figure out what your utility is going to be. Yeah. And you know what? And don't get me wrong. There's still some things that they can be a standard across several projects. Merch, Everyone loves like, staking. Merch. The, well, <laughs> the, merch was the, so, everyone promised. It was like, we went through the phases of everyone was going to make a game. Then everyone was giving away merch. And by giving away, it was actually like, you know, $300 for a hoodie. Yeah. And then after the merch, it was dead. Now, those aren't really utility. I mean, they're nice. I think it's, I think it, it's like a, yeah. a, a must have for a business. I don't think that. Like I wouldn't necessarily list that on a roadmap or like part of the utility. I guess you should because everyone else is. So just to let you know, hey, we're also doing that. But I don't think making that a focus. I guess uh, to that point, things that kind of should be expected of a business maybe shouldn't necessarily be your like big utility thing, like merch. You you should have that if you're creating a big brand and have a whole community. People want to rep their community. So yeah, it's a weird thing. You know what? You know what? I love surprise merch. I think random events of, Hey, we just happened to be in the discord paying attention and they just start dropping things about merch and you're just like, Oh yeah, this is cool. And it doesn't cost you a hundred dollars for a hat. Yeah. I think that's fun. <laughs> Speaking of a, a great example, and we were just talking about Gary, Gary V his whole V friends too. They, they just kind of announced it. I think maybe it was yesterday or something like that. Very recently, they just announced V friends too. But it's the first time you can see all these cartoon characters where everyone's talking about, oh, they're just doodles. It's just art, whatever. And then it, he turns that into utility where you get access to fun things. But now they're talking about more of a cartoon animation. So imagine, you know, growing oh. up and your SpongeBob was an NFT. So having that kind of element, that's really fun. And that's something people can get behind for because it's fun, not because they make money. Right. It's Stoner Cats is, did that too, right? They have a cartoon, an actual series where the characters are NFTs. And that's why it's still pretty popular at this point. Just like having yeah. cool interactive, your character, your PFP is something more than just the thing you make the Twitter profile. It's actually a character in a world that's like bigger than you. So I think that's really cool too. Also, what's the deal? Uh, I, I, I'm right here live, I wanna hear, I didn't see what he announced about Deep Friends 2. Is that gonna be a public mid? What's the deal with that? Can we have a chance to get it? I know we mentioned that people will hold Deep Friends 1 are going to have huge opportunities and utility with the friends too. But what about the common folk like us who didn't get in early enough? I don't know yet. I don't think they've released the info yet. They probably just released a robot. So they released the artwork of what it looks like. Okay, cool. So I think it's still very much, they're talking about evolving it in April. They're talking about just like the alpha info of it. So I think they're going to start the marketing. If I, if we know Gary. He's, he's going to start picking up that messaging in the next coming weeks. It's just going to be nonstop. He's, he's priming everything. So by the time April comes around, everyone knows what's happening and it's just going to pop off. 
fun question for you. You just gotta make up a number in your head because you're not gonna know the real answer. But just what are your thoughts on like mm. who minted V Friends one? The the volume of people who were in on that project or at least trying to mint versus the people who were trying to get in on V2. How much percentage increase? Because that was the beginning of NFT hype, right? There's very, very small people who weren't really paying much attention yet. And now a lot of people are in. How much more yeah. attention do you think this is going to get than the first version? You know, I feel like their first version was kind of a slow burn. Believe it or not, we knew it and it was, I think it still had a lot of doubt at the time. You know, the people were still kind of knocking the doodle thing. He kind of threw VFreds out before NFTs were rated appropriately. It didn't really get the, it didn't even mint out. Like it didn't even sell out at first. Sorry. I still have so it, it didn't, it wasn't an instant sellout. So that's an interesting thing. Again, back to our, our other episode on just selling out pro projects. It really comes into, he has the hype now. He has the marketing. He has the following. He's one of the top NFT influencers now. I can't imagine this doesn't just, the gas will be insane if they don't do something about it. It's one of those. Yeah, it's going to sell out in seconds. Like that risk factor isn't there because the first version, there was more like a risk. People didn't know if it's going to work or not. Now it's proven, which just goes to mm -hmm. show like once you do something big in the space once, I think that makes everything easier for you kind of moving forward. And you prove your, back to the, the whole topic, you, you prove your value to people and you prove that you actually do what you say you're going to do. Because a lot of products that they give over-promising and under-delivering, and they don't really follow the trajectory of the space. So if someone like Gary does a product that's successful, delivers on his value, is giving more and more value to the people that hold that in the form of these new products he's coming out with, he always is tying it back to like, whoever believed in the beginning, they're getting the most value out of this new thing. So proving that value and actually doing what you say you're going to do and being careful not to over over promise, I think is huge in space. And yeah. And I, I think that he's good at that. And that's something we learned to appreciate as in the masses about Gary. He has a great process of awareness, understanding, and giving back in a lot of different ways. So he's definitely got that whole process down. Wow. And, and I want to touch on like, also with utility kind of what point in the product you start delivering on that. And I want to hear your thoughts on it too. But basically like, I think some projects might just say like, after we mid out 10,000 pieces, we're going to start doing this awesome thing or like start having these events then, or then you could stake and get rewards. But it leaves doubt in the community, right? Because if, unless they're proven track record, then they don't know if they can actually deliver on that. So a, a kind of approach we're taking is doing like an MVP, minimal viable product. While we're, we're having the art created in the background, we're showing the community, hey, this is the value we actually provide on a smaller scale. Once we've mint up the NFT, then it's going to be more and better. So that's kind of like for us, that's doing events right now, just like for free to like bring people together and try to make connections where we can. And then, and starting with our MVP of that bounty board thing. So I, I personally feel it's important for, unless you already have established yourself in the space to do something with your community prior to Mint to show that you, you're capable of doing this. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that, of whether it's okay to wait until you Mint out to start delivering utility, or if you think it's important to start showing something before that time. So you and I, we spent a lot of time in this discussion already, and yeah. I, 
I think one thing we can already see is that you want to give value ahead, like you said, because showing that you are capable of producing is important. And some projects, they do it without actually kind of giving you any product. It's more that they, they do it in ways that just they, they instill confidence in you. One of my favorite projects, Azuki, you know, I'm a huge fan. I mean, their development on, and branding and their art, so much of it came together and it came together so quickly and so well that when they say, well, we're going into the fashion branding and metaverse, it's like, oh yeah, I can see these guys can do that. Right. They have the style for it. A lot of these things. So I had the confidence that they could pull this off before they even did anything. Whereas another project where it's a little different, if you are completely unknown, if you don't have a large team, you know, we've always dealt with these rug pulls of people giving promises and, and the trust is the hard part. It's, yeah. and, you know, someone sitting there, Hey, I bought this NFT. How do I know you're just not sitting in the background, dropping an announcement every couple of days, just to like, keep us about like at bay until you just like, oh, it's a soft rug as we'd call it. And it, the project failed. So we're actually done. You know, it's hard. I've seen so many products that like promise so much, even with like tokens and staking, like once they mid out, they make it an answer like once every month or something. They're like, hey, we're just we're working on some stuff in the background. Just stay tuned. But like whatever engagement they have with the community, whatever transparency, a lot of that has gone away in some of these projects. And I guess what's really important is not getting caught in that trap where you are hyping this up and like doing a lot of communication, transparency and serving the community before the moon and then minting and then be like, all right, well, we can just relax now. Because the way I look at it is we are busting our asses <laughs> every day with the U labs just for everyone. I want y'all to know I'm putting in a lot of time into this to make this amazing for you. So I hope it, hope it uh, <laughs> all comes to fruition in a beautiful way, which it will. But um, it once we actually mint out and have a community of holders who invested in us, that's when I see us going into overdrive and like working even harder or just making sure we're giving them so much value because I never want someone to look at us and be like, oh, we bought that NFT and they were so hyped before it sold and then I got it and everyone kind of fizzled out. Like, I think that's an important time. If you want to make a sustainable business in this space, in a sustainable project, you really need to like, that's when the real work starts is when you have people that invest in you and believe in you and now you got to show them why they made the right choice and are getting so much value and they're going to tell all their friends about it. Yeah, and you know, that goes into why we created BU Labs and not NFT Project A. Even how we're structuring the NFT, our NFT drop, we, we are putting it towards a business to keep giving into these. I mean, we could just say it's going to our wallets and that's what we chose and that's it. And I, that was a very appropriate option based on everything. But we want to create something sustainable and something that we can move forward with. And, and that really starts with what are you going to do after mint? Or are you going to keep building this? And also if your project's value drops to 0 0.01 ETH or something like that, are you going to stick around? Are you still going to produce what you said? Because those are the communities where you realize they don't see the community as their product the way they should. And you can't just give up on it just because it's not as valued as you were expecting it to be. Well, I think it's a great point you mentioned on the floor price, which is like, if it gets really low, that's not time to 
run away because floor price is just one piece of a huge equation and like a lot of yeah. different factors play into floor price the way i see it floor price can plummet but you can still totally just keep delivering awesome value to your community and reassure them that you're doing everything you can to make this a valuable project enhance your marketing try to get the floor price back up but i think it's a pitfall for companies to like make that their sole focus and we're going to get this floor price to one ETH or whatever because that's taking away the focus on just giving value to your community because you can give value to your holders and your community with a low floor price. That is not mutually exclusive. You can do one without the other, right? Yeah. And and that's why things like doxing has become so important where, you know, you, you can't just walk away from a project without any like repercussions. I don't know what happens when you walk away and you are doxed. Oh, I'm sure. I think they come yeah, and kill <laughs> I think the threats are at least, yo, the threats are real, man. They get pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's it's like, okay. And here we know. are on this podcast with our faces just bright and shining. <laughs> HD. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, a risk that is worth it. You know, if you believe in your product and your value and what you're going to deliver, I think it's appropriate that you are doxxed, that you are showing the face of what you're producing and you're sticking to it. A hundred percent that, cause I mean, I hear so many people talk about it and I believe it too. It's like, if, if the team is not doxxed, unless they're like huge in this face, I, I don't, I already don't want to get involved in the project. Exactly. <laughs> if you really believe in something, why hide? Like that's kind of why we're showing our face. We're like we believe in it so much. It's like, we're right here. This is what we're building. Look at our LinkedIn, like look at our past. We all got impressive histories and backgrounds, but kind of bringing it all full circle here. We were talking about doing an MVP before going to Mint, mm -hmm. right? So I want to yeah. kind of talk. We finally came to a consensus that I'm really excited about, because like you said, we've been going back and forth a lot about like whether we want to do an MVP after Mint or before. And now we kind of got to the point where we're like, anyone who's looking for a person to help them with a the product, whether that's an artist or a co-founder, whatever that is, we're making that our mission to find that for them. So I don't know, you want to talk about that a little bit? I think it's exciting and we can bring a lot of value to people <laughs> before the midtown. You know, there's, there's so many contributors in this space. And right now, the one thing crypto is just down markets down right now, we're in a lull. And for most of the long-term supporters, this means it's time to, to build and produce and create some things so that coming out of the other end of this, you have value. So what we are doubling down on is helping people find those contributors, helping a, a team that's sort of working on a big DeFi project that they want to sort of start building now. Okay. Well, you need developers. We'll start helping finding those developers. You need artists. NFTs are a weird space right now. And you know what? Maybe that's good. Maybe the solo artists who are dropping their own collections will start going up and maybe these profile pick cookie cutter kind of things will drop a little bit because the money's right. not always there. So I think a, a couple of good dynamics will go in there. So maybe a marketing team that wants to help out solo artists who have been doing art for 20 years, and now they're looking to get into NFTs. Those kind of things are what we can help produce more just by the, the same of what we've been doing, you know, the grit digging in and, and just getting a lot of the work done, you know, it's a vast space and we just need more people contributing to it. So that's our place in there, right? That's where we're dedicating ourselves to a, a place of service. So everybody listening, don't just take that and be like, oh, whatever, like join our discord, hit us up. We'll literally help you find what you need to get a product to life, like whatever that looks like. And on top of that, we're doing weekly events that are also just bringing the community together and 
giving people an opportunity to showcase what they're working on and learn as well. So definitely join our Discord. Don't be afraid to reach out to myself, Miles, or Ryan. We're going to put them on last. Definitely DM Ryan a lot and ask what he can do. <laughs> ask what Ryan, not what you can do for Ryan, but what Ryan can do for you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Oh, Ben, Ryan. Yes, you deserve all of that. Yes. <laughs> I, ho I, hope he gets, uh, I hope his DMs are just destroyed. I hope he has it on. Like, yeah, exactly. Who doesn't right. turn off his DMs. And then everyone just says, to him, like, Ryan, I heard you can help me with everything. It's like, it's true. You can help me with everything. You know, one last, before we find a final here, I'm curious, Ben, what utility, what value draws you? I'm a little biased What's here. What's your big sell? I'm a little biased here, but like, I really love events like i love when they have dope meetups and not I even known you should have known like i love it like not even just like panel discussions or that like if you have like sick yacht parties or some like fun ass thing that you can bring community together that i mean that's what draws me and that's what i'm passionate about i love the energy of community in person and it kind of just it materializes for me this like uh digital nft world that makes it real to me and, and you feel those energy and i just love I love networking and hanging out and having a fun time. So for me, that's a, that's a big draw. Um, but yeah, what about what about you? What what on your end is is a huge draw for utility? My... I'm trying to think because you know now there's so many DAOs are cool. Money is nice. And royalties, tools are. I'm a big tools guy. You know the the whole botting scene was a lot of fun. Even tokens in DeFi. Eh, I'm I'm more of a stake it and then forget it kind of person and just leave it there forever no, stay, I, I think stake it stake it and make it <laughs> stake it till i make it that's pretty much it and then i think most of mine come down to games i like the interactive gaming and low budget artwork kind of games that we've been having the pde games that have been really fun and interactive and really creative and i i think that's probably where i end up really having fun in my you know sandbox alpha alpha season two i'm having fun with that so maybe we're going to end metaverse. up, for those listening to this, you know, one of our founders loves games. So maybe that means there'll be uh, some BU Labs games on the horizon. You never know. Which, oh, for sure. <laughs> you're like, I'm, it's I'm, already, I'm, it's I'm, already decided. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some things in the works. Don't worry. Oh <laughs> yeah. So any final thoughts just about product value or utility in general? I want to leave the people with who are, we're really just passionate about building something and want to make it worthwhile. As someone who personally choosing to spend my career in product. And the one thing that we have that's great about the NFT crypto space is that you have a lot of people that reward you for being innovative and for really taking certain risks and, and having fun with it. And that's something you can't get everywhere else. So right. as an industry wide, have fun with it and just come up with something that you enjoy, that you're passionate about and get other people to support. That's essentially what a lot of this is built on. It's a, it's a crowdfunding for fun ideas in a general sense. That's my bit right hell, there. Hell yeah. I would say just on top of that, basically don't try to rush it. Don't try to do everything. Stay focused and take the time to flesh out your product ideas. And I think that's something we've done a good job at. Sometimes I really just want to go, 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 but that's not the best way to do it. Cause you just start going in the wrong direction. So. Take that time to really understand what your product looks like and how you can bring value and don't try to do everything at once. If you got multiple ideas, just try to iterate and kind of do it in an order where people understand your vision and it's not messy. Keep it simple. That's what I like to say. Yeah, I like <laughs> it. Keep it simple or 
go back and then keep it simple again when he didn't keep it simple. Just keep going back. <laughs> oh, that's a billion laps away, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. See y'all next week. Peace.